With the Houston, Texas gauntlet right around the corner, the Mariners get a great test coming to Seattle this weekend. Our thoughts on the upcoming series with the Dodgers coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, September 15th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below we'd love to hear from you and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon you can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show the link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode mariners and the dodgers kick off a three-game set tonight at t-mobile park you can catch all the action on the mayor's hometown broadcast with sirius xmv the sxm app Colby, this is the second best team in the National League, a legit World Series contender. It's a great test, like I said, for this Mariners ball club, but one that is obviously not coming at a great time for this team. Um, What are your expectations for the series? And what is a realistic goal for Seattle in this series? I have no expectations for this series because I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I think the realistic goal like the goal should be to win the series. What I'll be happy with is if they find a way to win one of these three games uh, and kind of, you know, keep their heads above water. So uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, a reasonable goal for the club should be to win the series. I think a a reasonable goal, a reasonable goal for us is, you know, don't get swept and now, you know, just kind of give back everything you gained over the last two days. So um, yeah, this series, man, I, I don't know. I don't have a good feel for it whatsoever. Uh, obviously the Dodgers are a very good baseball team, but they're not quite uh, as talented as they have been in the past. Uh, You know, Mookie Betts is probably the national league MVP. Uh, Freeman's probably going to finish third or fourth uh, in that race. So uh, they have two legitimate superstars uh, at the top of their lineup. And Will Smith is, is a really underrated player. So, um, but you know, you kind of look at around that and you have, Jason Hayward, who's having kind of a renaissance year, but uh, he's not, you know, a juggernaut bat. You have uh, J.D. Martinez, who has been good. You have Chris Taylor. Like, you have a lot of real high-quality, like, uh, support players, like secondary players, and and it's just a deep lineup, uh, and you're going to have to make your pitches. But this isn't, you know, the juggernaut with, you know, prime Cody Bellinger. It doesn't have Trey Turner. Like, there are some areas in this team that are, you know, significantly worse than they were last year. So uh, they're not a juggernaut, but they're still a very good team. Obviously we're 140 whatever games into this, like the record is what it is. It's telling you who they are. They're a good team. So uh, I don't have a great feel for it. When you look at the pitching matchups, I think they favor Seattle in two of three, two of these three games, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of up in the air. You never, it's not like the, you know, it's not like they're throwing Tyler Anderson at you, right? They're throwing like legitimate, like, Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw. So, uh, you know, guys who are having good years and are good pitchers with good stuff. So I don't have a great feel for this series. It's, it's kind of all over the place. Like I don't think, and I don't think it's just like, well, if you shut down Mookie bets, then you're going to win this series. Or if you shoot, if you, you know, shut down, uh, Freddie Freeman, you're going to win this series. I 
don't think it feels like that because I could foresee a scenario where those two guys kind of kind of go off, but the rest of the Dodgers uh, lineup can't really contribute much and the Mariners find a way to win, you know, four to three or, or something like that. So I don't have a great feel for this series at all. The Mariners they won two in a row, but they've also played really poorly for the entire month. And so it's I, I don't have a great feel, but the Dodgers themselves have not exactly been you know, juggernauts in the month of September either. So, you know, these two teams both had amazing August and then September rolled around and they've both been, you know, struggling a little bit. Seattle more than than the Dodgers, but uh, yeah, these are two good teams. I don't think they are elite rosters. I think there's probably only one elite roster in the entire game. Um, you know, both teams have good pitching. Both teams have a good bullpen, but not, you know, invincible. And, both teams lineups are, are pretty good. You know, they have underrated catchers. They have the superstar uh, in the middle. And and I guess the difference is probably Seattle doesn't really have a Freddie Freeman. I guess Teoscar is the closest thing, but eh, don't love that. So I don't have a good feel for the series. I, I don't know. Like, I think these two teams stack up fairly well against each other. Uh, I think the matchups are pretty even right now. So mm-hmm. I just don't have a great feel for the series. It, it's a Pandora's box. You know, the only thing, the only way we're going to know uh, is, is to play the games and just open it. So, um, you know, I, I do think tonight is, is the critical game. I think whoever wins tonight is going to win the series. Um, you know, and if you're the Mariners, you really want to win tonight so that you can kind of set up for tomorrow and Sunday and, and have that game in your back pocket. So we'll see what happens, but I do not have a good feel for this series. Yeah, so beyond Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, there's Will Smith, who is arguably the best hitting catcher in all of baseball. Max Muncy is one of the most underrated hitters in all of baseball, uh, at least from a power standpoint. Um, doesn't hit for a high average, but he hits a lot of home runs. He gets on base. I'd be stunned if Max Muncy doesn't go yard at least once in this series. J.D. Martinez having a good year. He always gives the Mariners issues whenever uh, he comes to Seattle. Um, David Peralta not really having a good year, but... Um, you know, he's a veteran who can still do some damage here and there. Uh, you mentioned it, Jason Hayward. They've, in true Dodgers fashion, have revitalized the career of Jason Hayward. He's worth like 2.2 F4 this year. He's got a 125 WRC+. Plus. He's having a great year. Uh, James Altman got off to a really, really good start this year, then really tailed off, but now he's kind of started to have success again at the plate. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, after they got him from the Red Sox, he was one of the worst hitters in all of baseball this year until he got to L.A. And of course, he is hitting for a 104 WRC plus or something like that since the deadline, because that's what the Dodgers do. And we have to mention that Colton Wong is on this Dodgers roster. Yes, that that very same Colton Wong. He's been with the Dodgers since September 1st, at least on their major league roster since. Uh, since September 1st. He's only had 13 plate appearances, but he has three hits in those 13 plate appearances. Two of them, home runs. So, Colby, look, I maybe he doesn't hit a home run, but I feel fairly confident that Colton Wong is going to do something in this series. Feel the same way? Like, it's just going to happen, right? Yeah, this is Dodgers fixed bad hitter magic mixed with guys always lead the Mariners and get better magic uh, or curse or whatever. And they're all being jammed into one player for one yeah. weekend. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming he'll get a start. I, I don't know for sure. Like obviously the Dodgers are an incredibly talented uh, team and, and 
there may not be a start to be had uh, for Wong, but I feel like he's probably going to get a start or two. And, and I don't know, maybe it's just he makes a great defensive play that he didn't make in Seattle, or maybe he hits a big double to tie the game in the seventh or something like that. Or maybe it's just a home run, you know, and, and the Mariners are up four to one in the ninth and he hits a home run and you're just like, oh, ha ha ha, that's funny because we're probably going to win still. So it's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mariners up Wong. four to one and just having an easy win where a Colton Wong home run is like, yeah, that's whatever. That's funny. Really? I mean, really? Have you watched this team? Have you? <laughs> have so, you watched this bullpen? <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Wong will probably do something, but, uh, yeah. you know, that's baseball. So yeah. not much you can do about it. Just just accept the inevitability that at right. some point people are going to be like, oh, see the, what, just wait for the inevitability that the same people who criticize the Mariners for, uh, you know, trading for Wong uh, mm-hmm. and then took credit for him being one of the worst second basemen in baseball. Like they had any idea that that was going to happen. Right now they're going to come out of the woodwork after this and be like, yeah, they gave up on him too soon. He started to hit. And, and all of a sudden like Rojas went over eight in the series and Wong right. like, went two for six with a home run and a double, like, see, the Mariners can't do anything right. Just wait for those same people to do a 180 after Wong does his thing. That'll be glorious. Yeah. This series uh, definitely feels very similarly to the uh, Brave series last year, which was also in September against an elite National League opponent, and the Mariners were able to win two or three in that series, and it really... That's when I think it, the reality of what was going on with this team really set in for a lot of people, at least for me, like, hey, this team is legit. They are going to go to the playoffs and they might actually be able to do damage in the playoffs. So hopefully here, I mean, best case scenario from a Mariners perspective is that they have a very similar series here where you feel a lot better about this team than you have over the last couple of weeks heading into, you know, uh, what should be on paper a relatively easy Oakland series. They are obviously playing a lot better ball. It's not going to be easy. Let's be real with ourselves. But uh, on paper, it should be, right? And then you go into that gauntlet against Texas, Houston, Texas. That's when the playoffs start for the Mariners. Next Friday, that's really when the playoffs truly begin for this ball club. Uh, And this is, again, this is a great, test for them before they uh they go into that uh stretch i mean you could argue they're already starting their playoffs there are yeah yeah Yeah. like it's not elimination baseball yet but your margin of error is is still quite slim yeah so if you're able to win one of these three games great uh you have a two and a half game buffer on the blue jays because of the tiebreaker so you have some room for error here in this series in particular uh, but if things don't go well here, you are going to have to win that series in Oakland or possibly sweep. Uh, so we'll see. You know, this is one of those series where the Dodgers are really good. So if the Mariners lose, you know, a couple of these games, I'm not too broken up about it. Dodgers are a really good team. I mean, like, we'll see how the actual games play out and what happens. But uh, again, just win one of these games and I'm fairly content about what happens in this series overall uh so george kirby is starting tonight it's his first start since uh everything that happened in tampa we're going to be talking about him in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the locked on mayor's podcast is brought to you by jace medical modern medical care and treatment are important but our global supply chains are fragile things like pandemics natural disasters and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need jace medical is your solution for that 
Just fill out our online form and one of our board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Dodgers tonight on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. George Kirby versus Bobby Miller and Colby. It's been a rough go for George Kirby the last couple of starts. He obviously was sick about a week and a half ago, got his start in the uh, the last Oakland series, pushed back to the to the one in New York, and that didn't go well for him. Just three innings pitching that one. We all know what happened in Tampa Bay and what happened after that game. Uh, what are your expectations for George Kirby, who's uh, been frustrated lately? He has, he has. Um... George really hasn't been all that good since the Baltimore outing. So it's, it's been a few weeks, you know, and, and he was, he was okay. in in Tampa, he was terrible in New York. Like it, I don't really know how to, I, I feel like overall George is going to be fine. He's, he's too good of a pitcher. His stuff's too good. His commands too good. His uh, competitiveness is, you know, all that is, is way too good to be bad for this long. But it has been about a month since we've seen like legitimately good George Kirby. So, um, you know, you hope that that's going to reverse itself today. It's it's probably uh, your only shot of winning this game is if you get a, a semi dominant performance from from Kirby. So that's what you hope you see. Uh, but one thing I would like to see is I you know can you put guys away? O two? Can you get to O two yeah. and put them away? Can you have some quick innings? Can you? not walk guys and you know it's it's funny we talk about like oh well you know george is having trouble walking guys right now that's not something we ever thought we'd say and yet he walked three i think in his last outing and hit a guy like it's it's a legitimate concern and, and we've talked about kirby's stuff being good but not elite it plays up because of the command so um if he's in the middle of the plate he's going to get hit because again the stuff is is good not great so uh, he's got to be on the corners. He's got to get the Dodgers to expand the strike zone uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. He, I imagine the Dodgers game plan will be to be fairly aggressive on the fastball early. That would be my guess. That seems to be your best shot against Kirby. So maybe today's the day where we see him, you know, drop a few first pitch splitters and a few, you know, first pitch curveballs and kind of mix things up that way. So I think, you know, for George, we're going to have a pretty good idea early on what kind of Kirby we're getting, uh, Typically, you know, Kirby's not a guy who who needs a couple innings to find it. Uh, so if he's, you know, working deep counts in the first, then we know that there's something still off. But uh, you hope that he can go six or seven tonight, you know, give up two runs, give up three runs, at least give your 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 offense a shot. Uh, he did that in his last start, but obviously, you know, we know how that ended. Uh, and then he was just completely incapable of doing that it w- against the Mets before that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's vintage Kirby. It'd be nice to see one or fewer walks. It'd be nice to see him put guys away. Oh, two. It'd be nice to see him, you know, take advantage of an aggressive team and, and have a, you know, an, an eight pitch inning in the first couple of innings, you know, to really 
uh, kind of counterpunch what has become the pretty obvious game plan uh, whenever Kirby is on the mound, and that is to be aggressive early on the fastball. So hopefully yeah. George makes his adjustment and he can, he still needs the fastball. He can't just not throw it, uh, but he's got to be a lot more selective with it. And um, you know, he can't be afraid to, to pitch from behind either. He can't be afraid to, uh, you know, make a two, one pitch. Uh, so we'll see how it goes for him. But uh, my expectations for him are a bit like the expectations for the series. I just don't know what to expect. It, it's either any and all possibilities seem equally likely right now. Yeah. Um, it just, I would hope that it would be, you know, Kirby's not going to be bad for five starts in a row or mediocre for five starts in a row or however you want to, whatever mm-hmm. adjective you want to put on Kirby right now. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't know because it feels like he is yet to really make a good counter punch to the, uh, the new game plan against him. Yeah. How aggressive will the Dodgers be? This is a very savvy and, and veteran lineup. They only have three position players on their entire roster that are in their twenties right now. Um, and no guy younger than, than 26 years old. It's a lefty heavy lineup as well with guys like Freeman and Muncie and Peralta and Hayward and Altman, um, obviously Colton Wong on the bench as well. Um, so, you know, will they still be aggressive and how aggressive will they be? And can George, this is really the key, right? Is can George take a, advantage of that aggressiveness and be able to put guys away early on in the count? Can he keep the ball on the ground? That's really going to be the thing here, right? It's not about striking guys out. Like you are going to have to strike some guys out here in, the, in this lineup if you're George. And strikeouts have been kind of an inconsistent thing for George this year, but it's really about keeping the ball on the ground with this team because this team can hit a lot of home runs. And so, uh, you know, not making that mistake, like you said, right? Don't be afraid to throw a pitch out of the zone on a 2-1 count instead of piping a fastball down the middle of the plate and just hoping that they whiff or they foul it off or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by this start. This is the most intriguing game to me in general in this whole series uh, because there's so much going on with George right now, obviously, and the Mariners need George. They need him to be in the right headspace. They need him to be that guy that he has to be in this rotation, right? He's one of the three best pitchers in this rotation, and he's going to be someone that they're going to have to ride a lot here, you know, from next Friday onward and into the postseason. So uh, hopefully... You know, him getting back on track starts tonight because they absolutely, absolutely need it. Uh, any other thoughts on George or uh, tonight's game before we move on, Colby? No, you know, I, I just I hope he can go six or seven quality innings, uh, good innings and and uh, kind of, you know, quickly put the the last start behind him and, and just, you know, move forward. And uh, I don't think there's any like ill effects of of the controversy after his last start or anything like that i don't think that that's going to seep into the start at all so uh yeah you know i just i'm hoping that that george i I would like to see him get off to a fast start i would like to see like a one two three first or you know an eight pitch second or or something like that just to kind of you know get him back in his groove and uh you know see how he see if he can finally adjust to the to the the, uh, first pitch fastball attack plan all right, we're going to talk more about these uh, other two pitching matchups on the weekend in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Maris podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Celebrate the start of the NFL season with great offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket 
from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be in on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Dodgers tonight on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app and over the course of the weekend as well. That's what we're talking about now here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. So tomorrow's pitching matchup, Bryce Miller versus Clayton Kershaw. And then Sunday, it is Logan Gilbert versus Emmett Sheehan. Uh it's obvious which one favors the Mariners more than the uh, than the other, right? Uh, but I want to talk about tomorrow in particular here. Is there any hope for this Mariners lineup against Clayton Kershaw, who's having yet another good year? Sure. There's always hope. I mean, the, right. Mariners, the Mariners dropped six. Look at Optimus Bur- Colby. I mean, the Mariners dropped six on, on Cy Young Verlander last year, like, yeah, of course, pitchers have bad starts and, and, you know, you could even have a good start. And you just kind of grind out a three to two win. Of course, there's hope. Um, it's a baseball game. You know, there's there's a non zero, like high, relatively high probability that the Oakland sweeps the Mariners next week. Like it's a baseball game. At the end of the day, we can crunch the numbers all we want, but it's a 50 50 proposition. Like you're either going right. to win or you're going to lose. Yep. And you know, Kershaw is obviously having a good year. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. Like he's uh he's had a fantastic career. He's having another good year. But good pitchers have bad starts. They dropped six on Cole in New York last year. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not insane to think that, oh yeah, it's possible Kershaw struggles, or it's possible that the Mariners win a, a Gilbert versus Senga game uh instead of lose it, like they did a few weeks ago. Like they could totally win two to one. Kershaw could, you know, not have it and give up five runs. We see him do it all the time in the playoffs. But, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's it's a baseball game, you know, and and Kershaw's really good. Uh, but, you know, it's is it likely? No, obviously not. Especially when you're counting with Bryce Miller. Um, although Miller's been, yeah, pretty good. Uh, you know, yeah, that's really the key, right? Is like, what kind of Bryce Miller we're going to get especially against this Dodgers lineup yeah uh, and if it's not great right if he gives up three four five runs is this offense going to be able to generate enough to keep up and overcome that right again probably not but we we don't know like we have a right. good idea of what a pitcher is going to do every time he goes out there mm-hmm. but there's always the start where the Mariners drop five on Framber and he starts throwing at guys because he's a soft little coward. Like there's always that possibility that that happens with Kershaw. So Astros catching strays, no matter what always. Um, But uh, yeah, so of course there's a shot. They win. What would I say? I'd say it's the game. They're least likely to win sure in the whole series, but we've also seen Miller go out there and shove against a good lineup like the Astros. So like, Mm -hmm. We don't know how this is going to play out. Of course, there's a shot. Like, again, like if I had to bet rent on it, I would pick the Dodgers to win that game on Saturday. But A, thankfully I don't. And B, that doesn't mean that they're going to win. You know, it, it's there's a lot right. of different ways you can win a baseball game. Uh, again, is it likely that they're going to beat Kershaw, especially if, if Miller gives up, you know, three, four runs? No, of course it's not. 
but it's honestly not all that likely that you're going to beat anybody if your starter goes out there and gives up three, four runs in five innings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a possibility, but uh, I would say that's the game that you're least likely to win. Yeah, and then Sheehan is the the guy that you really have to get to if you're this Mariners offense. It's uh, It's been a struggle for him. It's a fastball slider changeup uh, profile from him. None of those pitches have been particularly good uh, so far. He's only thrown like 43 innings or something like that. Uh, but yeah. that's definitely the guy out of the out of the three here with Miller, uh, Kershaw, and um, and Sheehan that you have to get to here. So, yeah, if you can win tonight, I, I actually feel decent about the Mariners' chances to to win this series. Uh, but again, it all comes down to tonight. You got to get a good start out of George Kirby, and you got to be able to score at least a couple of runs off of Bobby Miller tonight and uh, and the Dodgers bullpen, which uh, you know the pitching for the Dodgers has been an issue at times and obviously they haven't uh had a clean bill of health in the uh pitching staff either uh so yeah you got to be able to take advantage of that in this series if you want to have any sort of success uh any final thoughts before we get on out of here colby yeah we don't have the lineups right now so i don't know if this is is going to actually end up being like possible mm-hmm. but i do have a gut feel on uh uh i don't want to say a hero of the game tonight but uh you know, we, I don't want to call it what we used to call it because it never worked yeah, out. We're, we're not. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But like, just, just a, a gut call here. Okay. If he's in the lineup, I think Mike Ford has taken Miller deep. Uh, I right. know that Ford loves to hit the fastball. Miller loves to throw the fastball. Ford can uh, kind of get on top. You remember what was Jose Marmaleos against Dustin May? Oh yeah, that screaming liner <laughs> yeah. that just that little the... wall scraper. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was hit like 112 miles an hour. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah, it just it was just a line shot that just cleared the fence. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw something like that from Mike Ford tonight. Again, I don't know if he's in the lineup, but it feels like a good fastball pitcher. Ford's typically in the lineup, so I think mm-hmm. maybe that that's a that's a guy to watch. Man, you know, just just a gut call, like no. Sure. He's probably going to go zero for three and pop up three times and or strike out because you cursed him, of course. Probably. I mean, that's just yeah. that's why we no longer do the thing that we yep. can't even mention. The, the, but the, the thing that shall not be named. Yep. Right. We don't do that anymore for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, it's it's a gut, call it a gut call. Uh, but you do want to. Uh, one other thing I will say is you do want to play from ahead, uh, if yes. at all possible, uh, because. Uh, Gratterall has filthy stuff. Uh, Evan Phillips is having an an amazing year. Uh, Caleb Ferguson is having a great year. Ryan Brazier is having a good, like dudes can pitch. Okay. Out of the pen. Mm -hmm. They have like four or five guys. There are probably three guys that are legit, you know, high leverage guys out of that bullpen. So you do want to play from ahead. Don't, don't get down by a couple runs early. uh, Or I guess technically don't get down by a couple runs late uh, because you're probably not going to, not going to get those big hits you need, but overall, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think put some pressure on them early, play from ahead, and then hope that your pitching can cover some innings because it's still a little tough to trust this bullpen right now. Yeah, I want to make it clear when I say that the uh, the Dodgers pitching has been the, an issue at times for them, I'm nitpicking. That's because the Dodgers yeah, are very too. good. Yeah, the Dodgers are very good. But like, you got to just, you know, try and take your wins how you can here and try and acknowledge some of the uh, 
weaknesses, quote unquote, of uh, of this team, uh, which there there aren't many. They there really aren't many here. So, yeah, it's gonna be a tough series, man. Um, I'm really interested to see how this uh, this Mariners ball club stacks up. But uh, like I said, just win one game, I'm good. I'm content. If you get swept, it's not necessarily the end of the world because you do have that two and a half game buffer over Toronto. But it's sure about that it's not great it's not great it's definitely not the end of the world it's definitely not the end of the world but it means but it puts more pressure on you to have a really good series in oakland and get back on a roll here before you go into that gauntlet i would say that you have to go you have to go three and three Mm. over this next stretch of six games doesn't necessarily matter how you do it uh but i think if you go four and two over this stretch of six. And I think you're really cooking with some gas yeah. heading into that, that Texas series. And then we'll see what Toronto does. I think they have the Yankees this weekend. Um, but uh, uh, you know, the Yan- yeah. Yankees played, or maybe it's the Red Sox either way. They, they played two double headers in three days. So like <laughs> they're probably pretty worn down, but uh, yeah, it'd be uh, nice. If, Red Sox, Red Sox. Red yeah, Sox. It'd be nice if, if the Jays could drop a game or two this weekend, uh, that would be pretty helpful. But uh yeah, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Might be some post game shows. We'll see, but uh, yep, you know, certainly not if they lose. If they get swept, no. So uh, you will not see us until Monday. <laughs> yes, win one or two of these games, and let's let's you know go to battle in the last uh, the last thirteen to decide the American League West, the number two wild card, and the number three wild card. Yep, yep. And we're also going to be big Red Sox fans for the next six days because, again, they are playing the Blue Jays this weekend, and then they're going to Texas right after that to uh, yep. to play the Rangers. So uh, go Sox. Go Sox. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.